Hello and welcome to Reader's Book Corner. I'm your host Teresa Beasley and today we're discussing The Butcher's Daughter by Parker J. Cole. This is a historical fiction book about a young woman sent to retrieve a family son, a man tired of living a lie, and a scandal that brings them together. It's about the Lichmores and the Knights. Elisa Lichmore is sent to give correspondence to the man who rejected her three years ago. She can't deny that she still is in love with him. She still loves him and can never say no to him. So when they meet up, she agrees to stay and see his performance in a play. Zelfer Knight has wanted to be an actor for as long as he can remember, even though his family doesn't approve. And in the 1800s, colored actors are not given many opportunities. But he decides to still take his chance and leaves New York to pursue his dream, leaving behind the woman he loves. When Elsia sees Zelfer perform in this play, he performs in blackface. She is completely upset and can't believe he would do such a thing. But Zephyr had to stand in for another actor who was ill. But Elsia, she doesn't know this and it makes her think of him differently. Now, when they first spoke, she had given him a letter that um, she was sent to give him. She gave him the letter, but he hadn't read it yet. He instantly had to prepare for the performance, never got to read the letter. After the performance, she goes to his dressing room and confronts him about this, this blackface performance and tells him, you know, you need to read the letter. And he finally does read the letter. And Zephyr's father, um, from the letter, he finds out that his father is ill and his family wants him to come back home. Now, Elsia was sent by his mother to convince him to come home. But now his sister, Sebro, and I hope I'm saying their names right. I hope I'm saying... I think it's Elsia, Sebro, and Zephyr. I hope they're saying their names right. I apologize if I'm not. Now, Sebro is Zephyr's sister, and she tries to convince Elsia to let her brother go because she just doesn't feel like he's worth it. She doesn't feel like she should be putting herself through all this just because of him. But, of course, when you're in love, you don't listen, and Elsia doesn't listen to her. So, Sebro... Um, also calls out her mother. Her mother's name is Dinah because she knows her mother doesn't really want her brother to come back after turning against his family. She just believes that her mother's just trying to save face. Now, out of all the characters in this book, Sebro is the most mysterious to me. Um, she's very rude to her mother. She's not really into her family. I mean, as you're reading her character, you really don't believe she likes anybody in her family, especially her mother and her father. Now, in the course of all this, we meet uh, Sierra Haley, and she is the nurse hired to take care of Zephyr's father because his mother, Dinah, doesn't really want hands-on on her husband's care. She just wants him to be taken care of. Um, she has other things on her mind to do. Now, Sierra is this Irish nurse that came to, you know, over here to find work and everything, and she is married to Brandon, Brandon and he's a factory worker. Now, Dinah's, she's all about, you could tell from her character that she's kind of like into charity cases since she hired Sierra and helped Brandon get his, his job. And all their lives end up being intertwined in this story. Once you get to going in the, in the story and you get later on closer to the end of the book, you realize that all these lives are intertwined. Now, Zephyr does come home, 
but he isn't given a warm welcome that you would think he would be if they really missed him and really wanted him to come home. He doesn't receive that. His sister, you could tell right off, doesn't really like him because you could tell that he's the favorite of the family because of his light skin and the fact that he can pass as a white man. Now, in reading this book, I could tell that the Knight's family, the family dynamics in their family is just questionable and not even questionable. It's just more dysfunctional because they have the husband and wife. You have the daughter and the son. The daughter feels neglected and rejected and you're all about the son. So you force him to come back home. I mean, it's just all messed up. Now, all this mess with Zephyr causes issues with Elsa and her father. Um, especially when she reveals the secret that she's been keeping. And I won't tell you what that secret is. You have to read the book to find out. But when all this starts coming out, it seems like everything just starts hitting the fan. I mean, a lot of stuff that Zephyr did, um, some things that Elsa, Elsa was hiding, it all starts coming out. Now, it shocked me how the Knight family discriminated against Seabro and Elsa because they had darker skin. His family did not like Elsa because of her dark skin. She couldn't pass as a white person. They really didn't want him with her. So they treated her like really mean. And it's bad enough to have white folks disrespecting you because of your skin. But to have your own kind do it is even worse to me. And for you to walk around trying to pass as a white person, to me, is just owning your black heritage. I mean, that's just my opinion. That's just how I feel about it which was what the Knights represented in this book. That's what they were doing. Um, Dinah, um, the father, I forgot the father's name at the at, at this moment, but him and Zephyr, they all were passing as white people, which probably ticked Seabro off as well because none of these people were really good people. I mean, Elsa was, and I think her father had his own points of goodness, but the Knight family, uh, no. Zephyr only thought of himself and kept Elsa hanging on by this little string, which really did not sit well with me. I mean, he was also a liar through this book. And Dinah takes the cake as a mother who lives like she's better than everyone else. And she treats the less fortunate like Sierra and her husband like they are beneath her. Um, and then Seabro, you know, she has her own thing going on because she had to have felt abandoned by her family. I know I... I would. I mean, the way they were treating her, making her leave before the nurse gets there because they don't want anyone to know she's kin to them, I thought was just horrible. And the way that her mother, Dinah, talked to her to get rid of her and didn't want her to call her mother because her skin is darker than theirs, it was just horrible. I'm sorry, but Elsa, she got on my nerves in this book. She was given so many hints about Zephyr, but constantly ignored them. And I understand being in love, and love does make you do stupid things. But being in love with a man, oh my God, it doesn't mean that you really have to be stupid. I mean, and I know the saying does say when you're in love, you do some of the craziest stupid things. But I mean, seriously, you the stuff that Elsa was doing, I was like, okay, you, you have to get it together. Because this is just not, why are you letting this go on and why are you going along with it? I mean, you've waited three years for this man. Now, even though I'm saying that, I do like her loyalty and her faith in the book. Her loyalty and faith in Zephyr and in the love that she had for him, I thought was beautiful. And this, I mean, this was a well-written book. 
I've had, I've read several books by this author, but this is the first of her historical fiction romances that I've, I've read. Um, and the first of any of her historical fiction work period. And I truly enjoyed myself reading it. And I can't wait until the book two in this particular series comes out. And I think it's like a black Gotham series. I think is the title of the series, but the book that comes out, and I believe it's in August, is titled The B the Butler's Daughter. So I cannot wait to read about that one because I think that is going to be more about Seabro. So you get to know a little bit. We get a hint of her in this book and her personality and her behaviors. But in the second book, I think we'll learn a lot more about her. Now, this book does share realistic accounts of how it was in the 1800s. I mean, there was a lot of things going on. It also had secrets and betrayal and what it means to be mistreated as a dark person, a dark-skinned individual at this time. And the love in this book was beautiful, even though I think Elsa expressed it more than Zephyr did. Um, but you could tell the love was there. And the love was there with Elsa and her father. Because he really cared and wanted the best for her. So you could you could, you could could feel that love in the book. Um, and this book is worth reading. I'm telling you, it is a really good book. The setting, the descriptions, the character development through the book. It's done very well. And you could read it basically in one setting. It's not a very long book, but it's impactful. It Well, it was for me as I was reading it. But, I mean, it is a book worth reading reading um i'm not going to go into any more on the later parts of the book because it, it would give away too much but this book is really worth it and i will be looking at more of her historical fiction parker um, j cole's historical fiction books not only just this series but some of the other ones that she has out because this one was done so well so that is our discussion on the butcher's daughter but before we wrap up, I want to tell you a little bit about the author. Parker J. Coe is a USA Today bestselling author of historical romance, as well as a speaker, podcast host, and CEO of the podcast network PJC Media. As an author, Parker enjoys exploring history through the vehicle of romance that is apparent in the book, The Butcher's Daughter, as well as probably her other titles. Parker has an obsession with her Lord Jesus Christ, Star Trek, K-dramas, anime, romance books, old movies, speculative fiction, and knitting. And she has an on-again and off-again um, relationship with Mountain Dew and marshmallows, which is an addiction that she has. She writes to fill the void the sugar left behind. You can contact, you can connect with Parker J. Cole via her website at www.parkerjcole and her Cole with C-O-L-E dot com. And The Butcher's Daughter, as well as her other titles, can be purchased on Amazon.com. Remember, if you would like to suggest an indie book or author to be featured, feel free to contact me at tabeasley at arbookcorner.com and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Until next time, happy reading!